You're listening to The B-Side, a podcast of Blessed Hope Community Church. Hey, this is Malia, your host as usual, and today it is just Pastor David and I. We are um, going to be digging into what is a sabbatical. I think when um, originally we announced that Pastor David was taking a sabbatical, people were confused about what it meant, and we kind of were like, huh, I guess we really haven't done a good job Mm -hmm. of teaching that. We probably haven't really talked about it at all. And so we thought we'd take the opportunity um, by using this platform of our podcast to maybe elaborate a little bit more on what it is, what it isn't, um, and things like that. So but before we like dig into that, how are you doing yesterday? No, Monday. It was Monday your first day kind of back? Technically. 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 Okay. So that yeah, Sunday marked my last Sunday where I was free to, you know, be wherever yes. God wanted us to be. Sit so, up with your feet up and eating bonbons. It, it kind of was actually. <laughs> we were we were debating all Saturday night, like you know, where are we going? Where are we going? And it was if it snows, we're not going anywhere. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. we enjoyed online just like nice. everybody else. Yep. So, yeah. but yeah, Monday was uh, official. So, okay. no, I'm do I'm doing well. I mean, I, I just think it's funny I, that we're going to have this conversation because just yeah. so everybody up front, we'll get into it a little bit more, but yes, I, I was not in trouble. <laughs> um, I did not get suspended. Um, I had a couple people that graciously, and, and I appreciate it, but graciously, you know, w- would kind of reached out like, are you okay? And, and then um, it was always funny. Those questions were followed up with, was this your idea? Like, you know, it's kind of like this, sure. kind of felt like this forced, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just to clarify all of that. <laughs> yes, I wasn't, it wasn't, um, a, I didn't get committed anywhere. <laughs> and then we just made this up to That's too funny. explain oh, my absence. Exactly. Um, my, my marriage is fine. I like, will say... <laughs> Matt missed you. I mean, okay, Sean and I definitely missed you too, but I don't think on the level that Matt missed you. Like, you're like his go-to when he needs to talk things through and... um, you know, I feel like he was in my office a little bit more yeah. than usual, which was fine. I love talking through mm-hmm. things with Matt, you know, um, but yeah, yeah. He, he missed you. We, well, that's good to know. We, we, yes, we do brainstorm quite a bit. Yes. We, but while we do a lot of work, we are, are also very good. Well, we're also very good at <laughs> wasting time. I mean, we can have, you know, yeah. movie discussions or sure. we can just waste time very sure. easily also. So. Which those are needed during yeah, the day. Oh gosh, you know, yeah. you got to have those. Time around the water cooler. Yes. Yeah, so, so I get that. Um, I, I will say this. Uh, the first week was kind of hard because you, you, you fight those. Uh, this is wrong. Like, you know, you fight sure. this. You're doing something wrong. Like you're supposed to be doing something, you know, yeah. other than what you're doing. And um, so so I had those. And then, of course, you have the what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Like yeah. what's happening, yeah. you know. Because um, then, you know, if things, you know, not bad things but just you, you know what's happening to the point you leave and then you're yeah, like then hey what happened after that yeah. you know because yeah. i was completely you know off the radar nothing yep knew nothing yes. so so i i struggled with that but then after that first week you know it started kind of like hey this is kind of nice yeah. like i miss it but mm-hmm. this is kind of nice Good. so i know there were a couple times where because like we have like a staff has like a group text and so sometimes we'll send each other something funny or whatever um 
and I did have a couple times where I'm like, nope, mm-hmm. don't send it because like, let's just got to leave them alone. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there was a couple times I thought, cause you know, having that, that break was, uh, I'd be like, Hey, maybe Matt and I, we have a couple movies that we've been wanting to watch. Yeah. And, and I was like, this might be, I, we should do that. So I thought about texting. I was like, no, because as soon as we sit in a room together, yes. it, you know, it's inevitable. Yeah. Eventually it's, it'll lead to shop talk. Yeah. So <laughs> it was kind of like, yeah, okay. So, so I put yeah. that out there. I have a couple movies that I've desperately wanted to see and I purposely have not yeah. watched them yet. Cause I knew yeah. I'd be in trouble if I watched them. It's, it's really great to see, um, that you guys have the relationship that you do though, that mm. you can, you kind of your go-to people to, talk things out and just discuss. Yep. I know I always enjoy our um, theology discussions or, or me just watching like back and forth, you and Matt <laughs> talk theology. Yep. That's yeah. always fun. Anybody me, wants so. a insight in that? It basically works with, I give my thought and Matt says, well, let me tell you why you're wrong. Yes. <laughs> basically. <laughs> it's so, pretty funny though. Yeah. Yeah. It's Cause I, times. I just like, whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah, our so. small group has been talking about like predestination and things like that a lot because it's just coming up in our study we're doing. And I just, it always makes me think of you, Matt. And so I sent our group an article this week about like Arminian view versus Calvin, Calvinistic views. And like, um, it just, it makes me chuckle. Yeah. Yeah, because I think we've finally accepted you're not changing my mind. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm not changing yours. So, yeah. 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 Okay, so let's get to it. Okay. Um, what is the purpose of a sabbatical, David? Well, yeah, so so we kind of, and I'll, I'll just express it that uh, I am learning this also because this would be the first time that you could say that I took an extended sabbatical um, in the sense of four weeks. I mean, that's yeah. the longest I've ever. Right, and really that's short. In, yes. in the world of sabbaticals, because yes. typically they're longer than that, right? Yes, yeah. That was yeah. actually something, you know, last night we had the elder meeting, and, and I shared kind of what I did during that time and reported back to them, and, and that was one of the things I said to them. I said, listen, four weeks is great. It sounds like a lot. Of, when, when I first entered into it, I was like, oh, my goodness, four weeks. That's so yeah. long. Like, what and am I going to do for... And to the average person, it probably does sound long, yeah. but I think in yeah. ministry context, it's, it's yeah. not. It really isn't, because yeah. I, I expressed to them, this is one of the things that's hard about it, is it takes about four weeks just for you to get comfortable Mm-hmm. In the fact that you're not doing that day to day stuff, mm-hmm. you know, you wrestle a lot with, oh, I should be doing this, and you know, I need to be thinking about this, and normally this is the task that I'm supposed to be doing, and it takes that sure. time to change your kind of thinking, focus. Um, yeah, normally if you look at a lot of sabbatical information, you know, they they do suggest you know a minimum of about three months. If not, if you look at professors, you look at like academic mm-hmm. ones that people mm-hmm. do in professional of like uh, colleges, um, they even take academic sabbaticals of, of a year yeah. to, to yep. go study and to go travel and to go, you know, improve on what they're able to do. So basically mm-hmm. what a sabbatical is, if you think about it, is it's allowing someone to step away from the normal routine of their responsibilities in order to... Just you know, spend time for rest, renewing themselves and refocusing. You know what they do for 
their their calling, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so basically, when you think about it in a ministry context, this would be an opportunity for um, a pastor or someone in ministry to step away and to really focus on the direction of their ministry, to focus on their effectiveness of their ministry, uh, to focus on you know excelling in what they do in ministry. Uh, the best way that I can kind of think about it is, um, you know, it's... It's one thing to try to make course corrections or fix, you know, you think about fixing a a vehicle. It's one thing to try to fix it while you're moving. Sometimes you got to stop and and say, okay, we got to stop everything so I can focus, really focus on what needs to be done so that moving forward, I'm giving the best I possibly can. Um, So that's really all it is. It's just letting somebody step away for some physical, emotional, spiritual, intellectual growth, really. Um, so what people need to also understand is a sabbatical is definitely not a vacation. Yes. <laughs> so I, I had people would say that like, well, how was your time off? And, and I get it. It was time off from the normal stuff you do, but it's not a vacation. Right. Um, the elders actually did a very good job. They had expectations that they had of me of what they wanted me to do. So during my time away, those four, four weeks, I, would, I was spending time studying and reading and uh, focusing on my family and, and looking at areas where, you know, I was not doing life as well as I should have been and course correcting. And so it's a lot of readjusting. It's a lot of looking at life and saying, Hey, what's not helping me be the best pastor or husband or father sure. and, and, and refocusing that and learning and, and all those things. So there was a, you know, actually I gave him my report and Kevin made me laugh because Kevin's like, man, he did a lot in four weeks. You know, it's just like, well, yeah, that was kind of what yeah. I was supposed to do. Well, so. and really to those who don't know either, but like you still worked your regular full time job also. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would have been nice to be able to. <laughs> right? Yeah, I kind of, hey, by the way, I'm taking a sabbatical at the church. Let's just extend that for, yeah. but no, that yeah. didn't happen. It was still. Uh-huh. So, no, it was not like a so 100%. So it's a little different than if you were full-time and, yeah. and could really just step away. Yeah, yeah. So you had other I um, did. I still still worked full-time my other job, and then instead of the time I normally took for church work here, I spent that Reading doing the other stuff. Reading and studying. Yep. 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 Cool. Um, so why? I think that's probably maybe a lot of people's questions. Like, why is a sabbatical important, especially um, specifically in ministry? Um, so when you think about ministry, I, I was kind of processing this, uh, knowing that we were going to do this podcast. And this is the, the number one thing that kept coming through my mind was um, one of the greatest blessings in life is being a pastor. It's one of the greatest things ever. Um, one of the most difficult parts of life is being a pastor. Yeah. It's, it's this, it's two sided coin. Yep. Um, it, it brings some of the greatest moments of life and some of the greatest, you know, it's, it's wonderful, but it's also something that is very emotionally and spiritually and intellectually draining. Um, and that's not a negative. I'm not sharing that to be like, Hey, people should feel bad for pastors. Right. It just is what it is. It is what yeah. it is. I yeah. mean, if you think about even a Sunday morning, um, a lot of people come and, and you want to hear what people want f- to make worship better. And you want to hear what people want to get closer to God. And you want to hear, you know, but a lot of times, majority of the congregation, we come to Sunday morning and, and we're just coming to like, what do you got for me? Right. What do you, what do you got? You know, what are you going to, I'm looking forward to what the sermon's going to teach me. I'm looking forward to what the worship's going to make me feel. I'm, and, and as a pastor, um, Sunday mornings for us are a constant, 
is this working right? Is this ready? Is this going to sound good? Did that sermon even make sense? Did people even want to hear it? Yeah. So yeah. you're carrying a lot of, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, expectation is a great way of saying it. It's just this, it's draining of you. Um, because you're the one that, so just as an example of this sabbatical, these four weeks, uh, the first week was we went to a larger church in, in Cedar Rapids and I jokingly said it was true, but I was joking about it, but, uh, I loved it cause I walked in and I told my, I was like, I don't have to talk to anybody. <laughs> like I can literally sit here and I don't have to say a word to anybody if I don't want to. And, and, and it sounds horrible to say it like it sounds, but it's, it was cause I could just enjoy that moment. Mm-hmm. I could enjoy the worship and I didn't have to sit there and go, Oh, did we do that? Right. Or what did we mess up? Or what did we forget? Or, you know, does anybody even getting anything out of this? Yeah. I could enjoy it. I, feel I that could, deeply. you know, I could listen to the sermon and just take it in. I could enjoy the atmosphere, you know, um, they did communion that Sunday and I could just enjoy communion. Like it was, there was nothing, I had no responsibility. Yeah. So a why is just, you got to think pastors, normally people in ministry are on constantly. Yeah. Just, I think, um, just hearing you say that too, I think that's something that, um, was interesting for me to experience from going from being just a member here at the church that came to worship on Sundays to um, slowly as I kind of stepped into the staff position here, it's really changed Sunday mornings for me where it's not just a time when I come to worship, but I'm also working. Mm -hmm. And like you said, we're on. And so like, I feel like a lot of Sundays I'm running around putting fires out, Mm -hmm. um, you know, doing this and doing that, trying to remember all the things people are asking of me. Um, to remember in the week to get back to them on or check on. And uh, like a lot of Sundays I go home and I just like, I mean, you can ask Scott, I will go climb into our bed literally and sleep for two hours Mm -hmm. because I'm just exhausted mentally. Um, I love it. I would not change it, but I I totally can see how it just is a different experience on yeah. Sunday mornings because yeah. I know the times when we've gone as a family, like when we've been on vacation or occasionally we'll um, go to church with my parents. Um, it's totally different. Mm-hmm. And I think you appreciate it a little bit more too, to be able to just go and be mm-hmm. and to, to worship God. Yeah. 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 There, there's, again, it's, it's so yeah. amazing, but it's, yeah. 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 And, and I don't think so. Everything that I, when I share this, it's again, it's not being said to, oh, I feel sorry for mm-hmm. pastors by any means. Right. Because we've chosen this call, you know, God called us yeah. and we've chosen her. And again, it's one of the greatest blessings ever. But again, people just forget sometimes that, you know, we can fall into very easy traps. Traps being um, something comes up in the church and our families become neglected. Because it's not by choice and it's not that we're actively doing it, but it's like, oh, we got to take care of this or we got to go meet with this person or, you know, sometimes those, you can fall into that, this responsibility. And so you're pulled away from that. Um, I've fallen in the trap many times, especially when I was preaching on a regular basis where you find, you you know, I found myself mainly cracking open the Bible, not to read the Bible, because I was preparing mainly all, all I was doing was, Oh, let's prepare for the next sermon. So that was my, sure. so there was no just being still before God. There was no opportunities to just worship. You know, uh, I love it on Sundays when, um, even here when, when I'm, uh, 
I, I get close to God through worship, but again, like the Sundays where I'm not singing and I, and I know I'm, I'm, I'm going to preach, um, or I'm preaching that Sunday. I enjoy the worship. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm engaged in that worship, but at the same time, in the back of my mind, I'm still, I'm getting ready for, I got to go up and do this. Yeah. So there's this huge difference of just all that. And I don't, there, there's other things where wounds happen in ministry, whether they're intentional or not. It's just, that's part of life, right? We're in a spiritual battle. So again, sabbatical is about giving pastors the opportunity to just heal, you know? Um, and don't get me wrong, we can heal while we're still doing ministry, but sometimes it's just necessary to, to get away and, and heal, um, it's again, time to reconnect and make those connections with your family again. Um, it's, it's time to, you know, so one of the things I did during this sabbatical was uh, I spent time thinking and praying and asking for direction. Like what's next when it comes to your ministry, you know, sometimes you can get so busy in the day to day stuff that you don't have time to think about what's one year, three years, five years, where are you taking us? God, um, where are you taking me? What's my responsibility? Um, I mean, the, so yeah, there, there's just so many different aspects of it. And it's just the learning stuff. Sometimes you, you just want to learn new stuff. Um, you know, uh, one of the things that you think about professionals in, in academics, they're given sabbaticals again to go travel. So I think about being a pastor, like, man, it'd be amazing someday to, to have the resources to take a sabbatical and go to places. I mean, man, a trip to Israel would be amazing, Ooh, right? Yeah. Because it's not doing it of like, that's my vacation. I mean, imagine the spiritual growth and the impact that would make on any Christian. But of course we want our pastors. I mean, I'm not saying this for me. I'm saying if I, you know, even for Matt, we should want, I, I should want my pastor to be as knowledgeable as possible to have experiences that are going to be fruitful in their ministry to be growing, to be growing. Right. I mean, that should be a desire. So that's one of the purposes of a sabbatical. It's resting and it's not just resting to be lazy. It's resting in God and being still before God and just having that opportunity to breathe. Yeah. And when you say this, I think, um, like this is good for all of us mm -hmm. to have that time of rest. Mm -hmm. You know, that I think this really ties into Sabbath really well too. And I know that's something that is really hard in today's culture, I believe for people, because we just, our calendars are full. Now, I think this past year, we've gotten a taste of what it's like when they're not. And I mm -hmm. hope that people have, it's maybe opened people's eyes a little bit. I know it has for our family and we aren't a family that has, you know, a ton of stuff on the calendar for our kids necessarily, but we stay pretty busy. Mm -hmm. And so I loved it. Yeah. I love not having oh, yeah. tons of plans. It was amazing, which is really weird because I, I never would have thought that for myself. Yeah. And so, um, I think sometimes we have to kind of schedule it and be intentional and kind of force that, that sabbatical, even if it's just a day, our Sabbath, mm -hmm. uh, because man, it's, yeah. God says it's good for us, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not wrong. So. Well, and those, those rest moments are necessary. Yeah, they, they should be for all of us because there's a real condition in ministry, not just for pastors, but anybody that serves in the church, and it's, it's burnout. Oh, yeah. And, and majority of people don't even recognize burnout. And, and one of the reasons, and this is why I'm so thankful for the elders um, that allowed me to have this sabbatical, this have this, this for the one of the reasons it came out was because, um, 
you know, anybody that's maybe been in some of the sermons I'd done, you know, a few months back, but kind of being a little bit more open about the struggles that I even have and spiritually and, and those kind of things and emotionally. Uh, and then we, when we went to the retreat, the elder retreat, it, it provided another opportunity for me to be a little bit more open with them about just some of the, you know, I just finally looked at them and was like, guys, I'm tired. I'm just tired. And, and it had nothing. And, and here's the thing that people need to understand it. It's not because being a blessed hope made me tired. Right. Uh, I've been in pastoral ministry for 15 years. I mean, we went from Missouri and we moved back here and instantly start a church and then we're doing the church plant. And then we, you know, so for the last eight years, I've been doing bivocational ministry of starting a church, but working a full-time job trying to juggle family, trying to juggle all these things. And then the merger happens, which was is great. And then now it's new responsibilities yeah. and still working a full-time job. And um, the reality of the matter is I was in burnout when we came back from Missouri. So I've sure. been in, in a burnout situation for eight years. Even before that, if you think about it, of just what came out of Missouri. So, yeah, you know, and it doesn't help you come work with Matt and I, who are both wired, like, go, go, well, go. Well, yeah, and, you know, exactly. And I'm just like, yeah, like, stop. Um, and, and so, yeah, so that was one of the, the reasons. So when you think about not just myself, when you think about anybody in ministry is uh, many people faithfully serve, but we're serving in, in positions of burnout. We don't even realize it. And right. that's why it's important sometimes for us to be honest, not to try to get out of ministry. That's not the point of a sabbatical to be like, hey, where's my exit hatch? That's not the point. Yeah, you, you don't get an exit hatch. Exactly. That's not the point. <laughs> um, still had to come back on Monday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the point of a sabbatical for anybody is even if a person's doing children's ministry downstairs and, and it's looking at it and saying, you know what? I want to do this the best that I possibly can for not just for me, but for God and for these kids or for whoever. And there's something powerful to be able to say, um, I need a break. I need a break, not a break because I don't love doing it. Not a break because I don't want to do it, but I need a break because I, I need to get refocused and renewed. And so I can come back even stronger and, and do sure. this well. Um, that's one of the things that stinks about church life sometimes is we're really good at filling calendars. And we just are constantly go, 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 go. And we don't realize that there has to be a rhythm. A rhythm to life is we work, but then we rest. Yes. And, and sometimes that rest is not just one day a week. Sometimes that rest needs to be, hey, we're going to slow down for a couple months to let people rest. You know, one of the analogies I came across just thinking about this about a year ago was, um, I remember Matt and I having a conversation about this was if you, if you look at Israel in, in, in the wilderness, God would move them, and then he'd let them have times to just set. He's like, hey, pick everything up. This is going to be an ordeal. Millions of people. Pack all your stuff. We're going to march you, you know, however many miles from here to here. But once you got there, it was like you needed time. They needed time to stop, rest, fix things, right? I'm sure like the wagon wheels broke. So, <laughs> hey, we need to fix that. Mm -hmm. You know, if God was constantly pushing them, Right. But they were still following God. Right. Even in the rest, they were still following God. It was like, I'm preparing you for what's next. And that's the point of a sabbatical. So I would encourage that to anybody, even in ministry, whether it's whatever you volunteer in the church. If you're in a place where you're, you're just in a str struggle with it, like, you know, if you feel like you're in that burnout, it it's OK to say, I, I need a break. Sure. And I think this is why it's so important also that 
people like when you're in a church and this is your church home, that's where you go. It's so important that everyone is serving, um, in an area that they love Mm -hmm. and that they're excited about. Uh, because I think that allows the space for people to do that then Mm -hmm. to rest. Um, I think when, people are running on fumes and there are already we're you know like short volunteers or whatever it is you feel um a burden i think because you don't want to take that time because you're like well who's gonna you know step in and so i just think that really goes to show that when a church is really um functioning how god wants it to function as a body Mm -hmm. uh together in a healthy way everyone's doing their part and that allows for the space too for people to take yeah. that rest without feeling, you know, guilty or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so to challenge that a little bit, which I agree wholeheartedly, yeah. but to challenge yeah. our thinking with that is, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, <laughs> please hear this with a with a, all the grace that needs to be there. But man, that's a really yep. prideful attitude of us. I know. Like if I step away, yeah. Like this can't function without me. Yep. And but I get I know, it. I, I feel that it. way. You know, I get it. I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to say like how yeah. horrible we are, yeah. but we fall into that, right? Like, Absolutely. like it, there, because you know, we do fall into that temptation in churches. If there's not those volunteers, like if I'm not here, who's going to teach this Sunday school class and who's, or, you know, this class for the kids, the kids need this. I get that thought process 100%. But at the same time, at the root of that, we also need to say, you know what? God's bigger than I am. Yeah. Yeah. God's He'll in control. Provide. He'll take care of it. And you know what? Um, it, it's one of those things where, okay, if I, if I'm functioning at 25% capacity because I'm uh-huh. burned out, yeah. right? Or Why do or because you're David? Because yeah, because I don't <laughs> I don't give 100% ever, um, at least not emotionally or <laughs> excitingly. Um, oh. So church, I just want you to know I am super excited about being back <laughs> and all that. Anyways. It's an inside joke. I got some smart comments about I had to be excited at staff meeting. And yes. Anyways. Um, but if you think about this, if, if, if I'm in a place of burnout and I'm functioning at 25% and I guilt myself into thinking I cannot step away because yeah. if I don't, I am not going to like this won't be here. We're basically saying it is better for me to give 25% consistently than maybe step away for a short period of time and come back at 100%. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, so it's traps we fall into. Yeah. I get there. The motives behind them are usually 100% pure and yeah. genuine, yeah. but they're traps that we fall into. And that's why as a church, we need to do a better job. And I'm not just saying our church, I'm saying the church in general, uh, we need to do a better job as leaders, uh, recognizing the need for this and working it into how we function. Functioning. Yes. There are going to be times we have to push hard and we're going to push forward and, and it's going to, there's going to be work and there's going to be effort, but then the leaders also need to be the ones to say, okay, yeah. we've pushed forward. Now's our time to kind of rest. Yeah. Now yeah. is our rest to be restored, renewed. And we work that into our rhythm of how we do ministry. Um, so, you know, that's just something yeah. we all need to do better at. I, I really love seeing people step into areas that they are passionate about and excited about. That's always so fun to see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like I think about um, someone that just kind of comes to mind off the top of my head is Leah Berger mm-hmm. and her passion for students and the work she's doing with fifth quarter. And she just is so excited about that. And I mean, you, 
that's cool. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I want that for everybody. I want people to, cause it's going to look different for everybody. Like me, I get fired up over spreadsheets and, um, having, you know, my task list <laughs> and, and things like that. Like it's really lame probably to most people, but like that stuff like energizes me. And I like checking things off the list to, you know, make the end product what it needs to be. And so, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I think that's part of it sometimes too, is make sure that you're doing something that you enjoy and that mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. life giving to you. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I know we kind of touched on this a little bit as far as things that pastors can kind of struggle with just general generalizations here. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add to that at all or? Well, yeah, I mean, we just to kind of give people an insight yeah. into because I think yeah. it's sometimes we don't put ourselves yeah. in your shoes. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, kind of a, a to put it out there as I go through this again, this is not meant to to be shared like feel sorry for pastors. Right. <laughs> I, I just I, I feel awkward sometimes talking about these things because it's almost just like, oh, man, you know, yeah. but it, it's a reality. And these are some of the things I've struggled with at times. Um I know other pastors that struggle with it. I, I have a lot of friends in my life that uh, I've known that did not make it in ministry because of different things. And, and, and so just to give you insight as a pastor, I know I've struggled with this. We, we struggle with, um, I've struggled with, you know, feeling um, unqualified and inadequate. You know, uh, we live in a world where I was actually joking with Matt the other day. I said, uh, man, it would have been nice to be a pastor back in like the 1800s. And, and, I, and, and I said, here's why, because you live in a small town. Nobody, you don't hear any other pastor except you. Like we live in a, in a world now where I can turn on the radio and listen to sound studio quality worship music. And be like, oh, that's so great. It sounds so wonderful. Listen to how it's just that lifts my spirit. And then you come to a church and that church might have a piano player that's faithful, you know, and, and you're just like, man, I wish it could be that because we, we, we fall into comparison. Right. So yeah. then you question your ability. It's like, can I not same with pastoring, right. Or speaking or preaching. It's like, you know, you, you want people to, to hear as many people's teaching as possible, but all of a sudden you fall into the like, well, you don't sound like so-and-so or I really get a lot out of so-and-so. And it's yeah. like, all right. Well, now you feel like discouraged. Like, you know, I can't, yeah, I can't, you can't do that. <laughs> You're not as good as so-and-so or, or comparison. Um, so, so there's that struggle of that. And again, just being discouraged. Uh, I don't think a lot, a lot of times pastors can be branded as uncaring. Right. And, and I share that because I don't think a lot of people know that while th that can come across at times, it's never done intentionally. And I don't think people realize a lot of times the burden that pastors carry when they see the people in their church struggling, like it's your fault or how do you fix it? Right. You know, you can't ultimately, but you carry that. People don't realize you're doing that, but they don't understand that there's times that as a pastor, you might sit at home in the middle of the night and you're laying in bed and you can't fall asleep because all that's running through your head is all the things that you can't fix. Or all the things that you're second guessing. Mm -hmm. Oh, I should have done this, or we should have done this, or, or how do we do this different that helps? You, you carry that as a personal, either badge of blame or guilt, like you're the one that caused it. Um, especially there's times, uh, um, I remember when we were in Missouri, just struggling with this, with being a new pastor, but you know, uh, the first time something bad happened where people were leaving the church, right? And all of a sudden you get this, well, what'd you do wrong? Like, you know, you carry that. Like, oh, I, 
so there, there's so many internal things. Yeah. Well, um, just the weightiness of knowing that someday you're going to stand before God yeah. and be held accountable for how well you, you know, yeah. pastored the flock. And yeah. like, that's a, that's a tall yeah. <laughs> yeah. order. And I mean, even just, I think in comparison for husbands and how they care and shepherd for their wives yeah. and just, that's all a lot of responsibility yep. and, I know you guys don't take that lightly. Yeah. Well, yeah, you mentioned family stuff. So now all of a sudden, you know, the pressure, I don't think, you know, sometimes people don't understand the pressures that you go through where, you know, Amy has, has come a long way with this. And when I say, you know, a long way, it's not like it was a bad thing, but uh, when we first got married and I first became a pastor, you know, there was a struggle of almost, are you keeping secrets from me? Because it's like things would happen in the church and I can't tell you. You know, sure. or, you know, and it's not like she was like, give me the gossip, <laughs> but it was, I mean, there, there are as things a wife, she wanted to as, help you. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, there are things that I purposely will never share with my wife for a couple of reasons. One, if it deals with somebody in the church that, you know, that's a private matter and it's between pastor and myself, uh, there are things, conflicts that happen in the church that, you know, like if I had a normal job and I had a conflict with somebody, I might go and, and share that with my wife and we'd process that. But I purposely don't share things because I don't want to plant seeds in my wife's mind and heart of negativity towards somebody in the church. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Even if it's, you know, so so I don't think a lot of people understand at times that there's a lot of pastor carries. Kind of lonely. Yes. There's a lot of. To a certain yeah, extent. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I first became a pastor, I was told by a, long, a person who was a pastor for years that, that flat out told me, he's like, you, you never... And I don't agree with this because you can't. But his his take was, you don't trust anybody in your congregation. Like, you can't be open to anybody in your congregation. And and I think there's a truth there to an extent. I don't, I don't go as far as he did. But if you think about it, because I've had this happen in other churches. Um, when we first entered into the pastorate, we had a very close uh, couple that we were very close with when we first went there. And, um, I was the associate pastor at the time and we thought it was great, right? We were no family there. We had this really close friendship and we thought it was great. Um, shared a lot of stuff with them. And, and, uh, when I became the pastor, some things happened that, that relationship and people will take what they can use against you. Right. So now all of a sudden you feel this betrayal. So now you're, so yeah, there's tons of loneliness. There's, mm-hmm. there's the conflict stuff. There's, you know, unrealistic expectations that people put yeah. on you there's well unrealistic expectations <sighs> they put on your wife oh and yeah your family. like yeah. i i can't even imagine like i feel like i'm kind of like my position and my role here is i'm kind of in that sweet spot yeah. where you know i don't have a lot of what you and matt uh, you know go through as far as that kinds of things but like um, I know there's there's a lot of pressure on yeah. pastors' wives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so that's something you have to there is. shepherd and there deal is. with gently and carefully yeah. too. And so it's just it's just a lot of things, yeah. a lot of moving parts. There <laughs> is, there is, and and that's the thing. I mean, everything that everybody else is listening, you struggle with in your life. I mean, we're struggling with the same things, but sometimes we're in positions where, whether it's true or not, we feel like we're carrying that on our own. Sure. Um, I mean, it's even, you know, financial stuff. I mean, there's been times that I've looked at my wife. I mean, I've just had to, like, I, because of struggle in ministry and just in bad places mentally, but just in emotionally where I've just been like, man, I'm done. I can go take my skills and go get a job over here and make twice as much, you know, like I want 
this thing, you know? So I share story and I share these stories, not as how horrible they were, but just kind of, cause I look back and I'm kind of chuckle now, but I remember when we were in Missouri, uh, we had a very nice house in Missouri. The parsonage was an extremely nice house. And I remember very adamantly, there was a, there was a person in that church that flat out their attitude and they expressed this to me was their attitude was the pastor should be, almost be the poorest person in the congregation. Like you're the servant of God. You shouldn't be seeking after financial things. And they, they were angry that the church took out a loan to get that house. It wasn't for me. It was for the pastor before me, but that was still in their thinking. How dare you have a nicer house than I do? And, and it was just this, you take that on yourself. You're like, man, come on. I'm not, you know, so there's these things that <sighs> Satan's just really good uh, yeah. at, at twisting things and making you feel attacked yeah, Satan, or he does. And, and so <laughs> I, I, again, sharing all that, it's not to say that again, 100% being a pastor is some of the greatest, it's one of the greatest things, yeah. but there are so many things that come with it that you will never know what those are like until you're a pastor. Mm -hmm. And that's just something to keep him. That's again, we go back to sabbaticals, right? Sabbatical is the church's way of saying, we know that you are giving yourself for us. And we want to make sure that you are taking care of you. We're taking care of you. So, so typically like how often, um, would these happen? Like, is, does Matt need one? Like, <laughs> uh, so yeah. So I don't want to, sp- yeah. yes, Matt needs one. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's, is he at seven years? He's now? at seven years. Okay. So uh, kind of a rule of thumb. I know my Man, denomination, I feel like he would hate it. He would. <laughs> he would and bucket at and first. we talked a little bit about that at the elder meeting and I, I was trying to encourage like you, you know, yeah. um, because, the denomination I come from, the rule of thumb was at least one every seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we were joking. Like I, like I made it fifteen. Yeah, yeah. seven years. I made it fifteen. Um, one of the elders last night jokingly, of course, was just like, "Well, another fifteen years, we'll talk about giving you another one." <laughs> um, but a good rule of thumb is is you kind of force one. You should force one probably every seven years. Um, a, a good rule of thumb is also making them at least three months. Sure. If not yeah. longer. Yeah. You know, which I mean, from the ex- not experiences, but from what I've seen other churches do, because I follow a lot of other churches, too. Um, yeah. You typically they're off for at least three months. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And pretty much unplugged and yep. not a part of like any of the not a part of nothing. Stuff. And and man, to I think. I don't know how I should say this for some pastors. Um, that transfer of um, just letting that stuff go mm-hmm. and trusting it in the hands of others is hard. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, just the act of that in yeah. itself, I think, um, can yeah. be a really good growing season. It is. It, it is for both. I mean, think about it this yeah. way. It forces the church to say, uh, we're going to take responsibility mm-hmm. for ourselves. Not saying we don't need you, but we're saying, you know, we have a responsibility too. Um, and it also forces the pastor to say, trust people that they can do it without you. You know, it kind of for it's, sabbaticals should almost force pastors to serve and lead in a way that prepares the church that if something happened and they weren't there, they know that church is in a position where it's going to keep moving forward. 
you know, but a lot of times we don't do that. We, we fall into the, you know, if something tragically happened to a church and their pastor, whether it was hospitalized or died, heaven forbid, you know, the shock of what do we do? Because they're not used to doing that partnership together. Um, so yeah, at, at least, but you know, that when we say seven years, you can fall into that temptation of sometimes they might need to be more. Sometimes they might, you know, more often, you know, it just kind of depends on the season of ministry. And like I said, what maybe that pastor has been going through or where the church sees itself going and is saying, we feel it's important for our pastor and our leaders to take time to seek God. Cause we know that the next step that we need to go through, we need them ready for that. So, um, you know, it could be, yeah. Um, as often as kind of as the church sees that it needs to be done. Sure. Um, and I think that goes back to the importance for us as pastors to be, um, authentic and transparent with maybe not the entirety of the church, but at least with the leadership. So we can be the ones to also say, Hey, you know, guys, I need a break. Um, and then for maybe them to even recognize it in us, like, Hey, we're seeing this, that you need this. Um, so, so yeah, at least that seven years, three month kind of thing. Um, but, and I I just, I want to say this real quick to anybody that's listening also to understand, because this is the hard part. Uh, I, I took a week, um, when I was in Missouri, when Piper was born, uh, I guess I should say that was my first time ever leaving the church under the name sabbatical. It was basically, we took a two week vacation. Um, but I called it a sabbatical on purpose. And the reason was because Piper was born. Uh, we hadn't been back up here to see family. So we brought Piper up to see family and, and spend time with family after she was born. And, um, here's one of the things that people understand about sabbaticals is when you call it a sabbatical, that means it does not matter what happens. Like the pastor is not available. Um, and while we were here, I actually got a call of a, of a couple. They were an elderly couple in our church. Um, uh, she the wife passed away and I did her funeral and the, the husband passed away while we were here and I got called by the daughter and she was like, would you please, you know, we were calling you to see if you could do the funeral. And we already had everything lined up who would cover for different things for those things. And, and I was like, I, I'm sorry, but no. Because we purposely said, this is my time to be with my family. Yeah. And, and it went al- fine. There's always something. There's always something. Yeah. So that's one of the things just for the congregations to understand is it's not that it's being uncaring. It's not that it's actually, it's saying no, because I do care that much about you, that this is why we're doing this. Is So just understand, I mean, that's one thing to understand it because it's hard sometimes. Something sure. happens and, and we shouldn't expect somebody on sabbatical to drop it. And if they choose whatever, that's their choice. But you know, it's just that understanding for all of us. So, um, as we wrap up here Mm -hmm. for those listening, um, who, I mean, I'm sure the majority of people aren't in ministry They're you know, um, how can we kind of apply this thinking and this, um, just rhythm to our own lives Mm -hmm. and to benefit from so uh, one of the things I read a long time ago, um, and, and hopefully I can remember it. I know I have it in notes. Here it is. There. I remember reading this where it says, um, the author was basically saying this, do we rest from our work or do we work from our rest? 
And I, I think you've said that before too, or I've heard you talk about stuff like that. But I remember there was a book I read called uh, Building a Discipleship Culture where they were talking about rhythm of rest and work. And he, there was one of the things that they talked about. And many times that's what we do, right? We, we work, 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 and then we rest because we need to rest from our work. And we need to change our shift in the church to that, that we're not working ourselves to the bone and then resting versus we need to, to we need to, um, prioritize our rest. And then because we're resting in God and resting in, in who he is and who we are and resting physically, emotionally, and all those things that our work comes forth from our rest. Um, so basically I go back to what I was saying, I, I feel like it's help all of us together collectively as a culture in this church should work more towards being that open and honest of like, I, I, I want to do the best ministry possible and I need times to step back get refocused, get my attention back on God. And again, it's not saying our attention's off God, but right. it's like we get so busy doing the work of God that we can neglect God. And, and so it's, it, we need to stop making that feel bad and, and feel guilty when we say those things. Like, and of course we need to work together to make sure that when those breaks happen, it's not yeah. causing a, a huge riff in things. Um, but it's better to, to say, I need a break so that I'm ready to minister versus I'm broken and I got to step away completely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's what ends up happening far too often. Yeah. So I and think so if we, if we nurture that kind of environment, yeah. it's going to be best for everyone. Exactly. Yeah. And, and just again, helping all of us stepping away from that feeling guilty to say, I need to take a break, you know, because I think too many good hearted people fall into feeling guilty about that. And we need to see it as, as a necessity and we need to see it as we're actually doing it to provide the best ministry possible. I'm taking a break, not because I don't want to do sure. it, but I want to be the best. Yep. I want to give the best. I, I want God to get the best, whoever I'm working for and serving, get the best. I just need a break. And as a church, we need to celebrate when people do that instead of saying, oh, what's wrong? What's the problem? <laughs> it's like, well, there really might not be a problem. Yeah. I'm just getting ready yeah. for what God has next. That's like, great. I love that. I'm going to celebrate that with you. And I'm not going to look at you like, well, what's wrong with you? What's what's the problem with you? It's like, there isn't. I'm just, I'm resting. Yeah. Okay. That's great. So. Perfect. Yeah. On that note, I feel like I need to rest. <laughs> nap time. <laughs> like a nap and some lunch. All right. Um, I'm trying to think what we have coming up um, as far as podcasting goes. I don't know. I know we were going to sit down and kind of nap some yeah. things out. But um, I hope that everyone is enjoying our sermon series. Looking forward to you being back in the pulpit this Sunday. I am. Um, yeah, I, I would just say that also uh, with the podcast. If anybody out there has suggestions, man, send them. Absolutely. Give us topics. That'd, That'd be, be awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah, especially because I think that's the point of our podcast is to speak into what we want to talk yeah. about and hear. Yep. So don't let it just rest on us to try to think of what we think needs to be yep. talked about. You know, so. Well, and I always think, too, like if you have questions um, about sermons or things that, you know, are said on Sundays, absolutely ask them because mm -hmm. a david and matt both love to talk theology and talk that kind of stuff i do too um and so yeah, it, yeah. And, and the podcast is a great place to um is a good platform to use to answer some of those questions sometimes yep. as well so definitely all right thanks david yep thank you thanks for listening